Welcome back, listeners. Welcome to the 90 plus 5 podcast where we dive deep into the world of football, bring you the latest gist, insight, and analysis in this beautiful game. My name is Tunji, and I'm here with my co host, Mikus. Welcome, guys. So let's get right into it. Alright, alright guys. So the main topic for today, as the title of the space implies, elephants on the tree. <laughs> so which elephant are we talking about? Which elephant are we talking about? That is Arsenal. So um, people were saying Arsenal, they are the elephants on the tree, they are going to fall down very soon. But seems like they've proved the whole world wrong by beating Aston Villa 4-2. Massive four two, four two win, um to Aston Villa and man, um Chibuzo, what's your what's your take? Mikus, what's your take on on that match? Because me, I I I watched the match, I watched the match, and man, I was entertained. I was entertained from the beginning yeah. to the end because for the fact that that match ended at the ninetieth minute. Because I I remember when the commentator was like, the commentator was like. The stage is set for Arsenal to do to make one of the greatest comebacks this season. And yeah. the, when the commentator said that, it was like two two, and it was 90, 90 minutes. And I was just like, "Oh my, would I, can Arsenal actually pull this pull this off?" And yeah. lo and behold, they did it. They did it. So, because what's your take? What's your take on the four two win Arsenal had yesterday? Yeah. So, um, obviously. Prior to this game, um, Man City, they were on top of the table. There's no news there. So the conversation, even on the space we had before the game, was that yeah. um, Arsenal might not be able to um, cling up to that position. Because if you check Man City, they played um, Nottingham Forest and Arsenal played Aston Villa. So on paper, it seemed like, oh, Arsenal could drop points. But very quickly, that's... that's um, that point was actually valid because they started with um they started conceding at the fiftieth at the fifth minute to the walkings, then Saka came back and throughout the game you just had a feeling that Arsenal they were a bit shaken up by the yeah. results they yeah. had before. Also Aston Villa, you had a team that was trying to find their identity under Una Emery. So the game was feisty, it was interesting, like you said, it was one of the best games so far this season and um of course to the delight of Arsenal fans um they came up with the win but it wasn't easy at all it wasn't easy yeah yeah so uh, yeah one thing one thing one will note from that match is Philip Coutinho Philip Coutinho is back is back and <laughs> he scored from a wonderful strike in that particular yeah. match and I was really really happy to see him back on the field after about three months being out but when Arsenal, they were just relentless. And I feel, personally, this is one of the characteristics of the title winners. That resilience. Because whenever I remember that Liverpool team, whenever I remember the Man City team that won yeah. the Premier League EPL in the past, I just see that team, that's, that team that is resilient until that final whistle. And it's nice to see these, these so-called boys, quote-unquote, pull up this kind yeah. of results. You get yeah. me. And 
Oh yeah, was another thing that's worth mentioning is some of the errors on the um Aston from the Aston Villa's goalkeeper, that's um Martinez, a more guy. Like a lot of people are just bantering this guy because we know the we know his record. He's a very he's a proud guy and he has yeah. said a lot of things and he has done a lot of things. And seeing him now flop against his former team was was just a very, very bad one and devastating one from him. What's your take I, on Martinez's performance against? I feel like um, I feel like guys were just trying to troll him. Of course, if you concede four goals as a keeper, I mean, there's nobody coming to shake yeah, your hand yeah, after exactly, the game. Exactly. But like for that Jojo strike, especially if if you actually watch the game, you see that when the ball was going, eh, he actually made an attempt to stop it. So, in the real sense, you would call that a good save or like a close one. But unfortunately, the ball dipped on the crossbar and hit him. So yeah, that automatically bent yeah. one of his performance. Because throughout the game, he had been okay. I won't say it was his best game or his worst game. But that goal in particular, on the start night, you say Martinez, um, go. But everyone knows that it was more of Jojo's goal than his Ongo. So um, yeah. I think overall, people people were just trying to, um, try to just... Uh, mock him because you know what happened after the World Cup. Yeah, you know the kind of personalities. This is his former team, everything like that. But I feel like we should not just, um, like just victimize him because if you look at the defense, my goodness, Tyrone Miggs concert. Like Aston Villa, they have not been good, but by the standards today, it wasn't a good performance from them, especially Tyrone Miggs. So I think um, Martinez was just unfortunate. Um, that Jojo tried that shot because up until then, Arsenal they were running out of ideas. Let's be honest, they would have scored yes, but but not that strike from Jojo. I feel like that was the spark that uh, people yeah, were, waiting, needed, they were yeah. waiting for. Yeah, and for, for me as a Chelsea fan, I was kind of like, so this guy can shoot. Jojo <laughs> can, can shoot things. from outside. <laughs> he can do so, these uh, things. Yeah. Easy. Easy. So the old, the old atmosphere even lit up immediately. Um, Jorginho sco- um, scored that goal. The whole atmosphere in the stadium lit up. Like you yeah. could see the fans were happy, and one could sense that if Aston Villa were not careful to consider another goal, then Martinelli was given a gift, a gift, <laughs> gift. a gift of his lifetime. <laughs> yeah. Martinez, I, I I can't blame him because he thought that was the last kick of the game. But yeah. lo and behold, Arsenal had other plans in that game, and Martinelli even celebrated before, <laughs> before the, the game. goal. Yeah, that's that's to show how awful that was. Yeah. So, um, so what are your predictions? Do you think Arsenal are still favourites to to win this league? And where do you see Arsenal? Where do you see Arsenal in this league? Like like we said um, on the space before the game, I said that statistically. Arsenal can still win the league, like we said, if they win other games. Obviously, they have a game in hand. So yeah. that puts them on an advantage. But we know that a game in hand <laughs> in EPL yeah. is almost like holding, try to hold water in your hands. Like it can slip up at any time. Yeah. But like you said, they showed the resilience of a champion winning team. And it's something that should be applauded. It's something that should be applauded. So I feel it's going to take a lot. Despite Man City dropping, I know we'll talk talk about them very shortly. But yeah, let, let's 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 move right into that. Let's move right into that. Um, yeah, yeah. 
just to follow so, up on the conversation you were just talking about Arsenal, Man City, they drop points to Nottingham Forest. Man, I I don't know if anybody saw that coming, but after after the um Arsenal's win, we all thought Man City were going to go maybe 10 games or beating, only for them <laughs> to lose to 13th place, Nottingham sorry, draw rather to 13th place, Bro, Nottingham it's Forest. Like lost, to be honest. Yeah, because what what went wrong? Is it this um Pep Guardiola overthinking things or I don't know, like can you give me can you give me a reason or what are your views on this place? I I think um of course if anyone watched the game, you saw that Haaland missed a lot of chances by standards he should have put like to be, to be fair, to be fair, to be fair. If if, if yeah. that was Darwin Nunes um, he will have been trending. <laughs> you know, you know. I, I'm not. I'm not saying this as as a Liverpool fan, but I'm saying this to be yeah. factual. I saw Haaland's miss misses yesterday, and I was like, <laughs> man, what was this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He has scored 26 goals. I can't. We can't troll him. But like, yeah. come on, you should be scoring those. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was bad. It was bad. Like I was actually laughing when I saw it. But like, yeah, it happens. It happens because. Overall, they didn't play bad. And um, I think by the time you keep missing chances, and this is the EPL, once you give your opponent a sniff on goal, they'll most likely take it. You have Nottingham Forest that are literally fighting for um, their life. They're trying to find their identity. You have new signings like um, Kilo Navas. Um, I think Chris Wood was the one that scored the um, yeah. goal, yes. Yeah, so you have goal. all these guys that are trying to, that are trying to make their stay that stake that claim in the in the team. Yeah, yeah. So I, I feel like if Man City didn't put away those chances early enough, I always felt like there was a chance that Nottingham Forest could spring forth a surprise and of course one one um in the late yeah. stages of the game. I, I feel like Man City they let themselves down and uh, they have paid the costly price. Yeah. We yeah. have been seeing Jack Grealish being involved in their goals lately. I, I you think do you do you think this is like the turning point for Jack Grealish after the hundred million yeah. signing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, first of all, I think we have said this so many times that let's just forget about that money because if Jack is going for hundred million, I mean, what are we saying? But like, yeah. I feel like he's beginning to find uh, his place in his team in the team because the focus has shifted from him. You have Haaland, who is the mainstay. We know he's that is his team right now. You have De Bruyne. So I think he has understood that his role in this team is not to be um, the jack of the Aston Villa days, but to be like another um, component in a well-oiled engine. So he has understood that role. He's having confidence from the manager. And I think um, this is actually very good for City fans and for the Premier League yeah. in general. So yeah, I think yeah. more, of, more of this to come from him. More of this to come from him. All right. Well, one more thing before we move away from City's game. Personally, I, you know, I was saying it in the space yesterday that I'm not really used to this Guardiola's 3-2-4-1 where Rodri and Bernardo Silva are the midfielders and the Bruyne, Gondouan playing up front, then Fodin Grealish wing, the Haaland up front. Like, do you think this particular formation has had a negative impact on their game overall? 
let's let's maybe exclude the um Arsenal's game. I don't think yeah. they've won any other game using this three to four one. Yeah, um I think they uh, it's hard for us to to criticize right now because prior to the formation change, they were not playing at their sparking best. So usually, of course, if something is not working, it's um foolishness for you to keep doing the same thing over and over again. Yeah. So I actually encourage I was happy that he was able to change his style. But like you said, it has not worked so far because again, against Arsenal, it was down to Arsenal's mistakes that caused um that made them win rather than the um the team, rather than Man City causing like the win, pushing the win. So yeah. I think I think it's time that Pep reverts back to his four at the back three, three. for me. Yeah. I think it's time because what he's trying to play is a three, two, four, one. And obviously I'm just going to leave that left side open because you have Jack Grealish and Bernardo Silva that are occupying that left side and none of them are natural four backs as opposed to Kai Walker on the right. So I don't know. I, I think he's trying to tweak things. Um, for me, I don't think, I think the experiment is why I should just go back but again, one who asks, who is he going to play on the left-hand side? You sold Cancelo. Exactly. Aki this this, this is why there. they should have so. left Cancelo in the team. Like, because I really did not understand why they loaned out Cancelo. Like, I, till today, it doesn't still make any sense to me. Why are you loaning out Joao yeah. Cancelo? Like, um, I think someone was saying this in the space yesterday, but we're arguing about it that Cancelo mm. can literally bench almost everybody's left back in the EPL. He can go into any team in the EPL and be a starter. Yeah. That's how good he is. I know the fans might argue and everybody can argue, but you can always follow up the conversations using the hashtag 90 plus five podcast. But like, why loan him out? I think, was there a personal problem between both of them or um, what, what, what do you think? I feel like it was more personal than um football um decision. It was a personal decision because we heard of um the obviously his form after the World Cup has been bad. Let's yeah. not make bones about it. It had been bad. So um Pep wasn't starting him. And that for a player of his caliber, I think that annoyed him. So reports had it, they had argument and everything. But aside from that, I feel like you can you can still resolve those arguments. Like you're fighting for the league, you're fighting for the Champions League, and I think, will I say the FA Cup? So you need as much players as you can get. But we know that Pep has a policy of if you're not happy, you can go. And I think for me, this was a this was a wrong this was a wrong move. But again, hindsight is always twenty twenty. Um, at the end of the season, we'll know if this worked or not. And yeah, we just have to wait and see. All right, let's move on to one of the biggest news. That's United. United, they have come back to winning ways. They are, um, they are blazing. They are doing extraordinary things in, in the EPO. <laughs> I, I know there was a time on this piece where we were discussing and we were like, <laughs> Manchester United, we can't call them title contenders. But now, I think that's really, really arguable because they are just five points behind and anything yeah. can happen. And 
One man that has been unstoppable has been Marcus Rashford. Like, I don't know where he got his mojo from, but that guy is back. He's back and he has been serving us week in, week out. I think United United are back for you this time. What are your thoughts? Yeah, Marcus Rashford, um, he's been, for me, one of the best players in the league so far. Um, in Europe, in Europe, good. general. In Europe, in general, since yeah, the World yeah, Cup. He, Started, yeah, yeah, we can we can make we can make the arguments, but like there's Usimen. I know we'll get to him later on, but like yeah, he has been one of the best players in Europe. And I think all credit goes to um Eric Ten Hag and his yeah. um coaching staff. I mean, it hurts me to say this as a Chelsea fan, but like yeah, yeah, so many things so many things are hurting you on this show. <laughs> so many things are get, get your shit together, please. Yeah, but but like it's, it's good for the Premier League, like you said, it's good for um Europe. My my United are a top club um historically, so it's only proper for them to have um top players like Marcus Rashford playing yeah. at his absolute best. So yeah. 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 Good one for them. Yeah, like I said, like I said, um about Marcus Rashford, like Marcus Rashford is one player that if he's on form, the whole team, like he's just this naturally that uh, once he's on form, the whole team starts getting their stuff together. I see someone like Jadon Sancho now scoring in today's game. Who knows who's going to score in their next game? Like everybody is, everybody is just trying to make sure they are their best. You get me? Yeah. So it's really nice to see Marcus Rashford at that top form, and we really hope he continues at that top form. So let's move on to our quick hit section where we'll be talking about other stuff. Yeah, Liverpool. Liverpool are back to winning ways. I, this is one of the happiest, one of the happiest <laughs> yeah. shows we are recording so far. So, ah, uh, two wins out of nine. Ah, uh, but two consecutive wins. Still, still okay, man. I, I'm happy. Yeah. I'm happy to see my team, my team back together, and um, the performance. The, I'm, I'm happy to see them work as a team. Um, I am not as relaxed yet. I know this is this is this happened last time when we said we we're back and we <laughs> continued losing. So I would love to see how we play against Real Madrid. Yeah, hopefully a win. Hopefully a win. Yeah. Hopefully we I know the fans might have otherwise otherwise opinions, but like no problem. Or a draw, then we win our next game against Crystal Palace, then win again against Wolves. Then I can truly say we are back. <laughs> we are back. <laughs> yes, I can truly say we are back. But for now, it's just nice to see my team win, especially when I see people like um Cody Gapo and Darwin Nunes on the score sheet. It's just really, really nice to see them yeah. back. Then Feminio, Jota, all back from injury. I can't wait to see Luis Diaz back from injury as well. So these are big positives for me as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, do you have anything do you have anything to add? Uh, yeah, um, before we move on, yeah, I think it's no coincidence that Van Dyke is back and you guys are winning. For me, I feel like he's just that player that affects the whole game. Of course, he has an up beside him, which you Gomez, but mm-hmm. <laughs> he was good yesterday too. But he, he was course, good, but he has so many. He has so many. He has so many. Like, ah, no, Gomez. Gomez is <laughs> kind of. Oh, he's awful. He's awful. Like, I can't even. There's, there's no let's, better let's word not to put, 
Let's not open this case here. Let's, let's, let's talk about that. Like he, he had so many errors yesterday. I just feel yeah. a, a player like um, what what they call him, State Sense Maximum, was not just able to like utilize some chances he created, and Julinty was not able to utilize some chances he had. Unless we could have considered one at least, and Allison was really really good in between the sticks. Yeah. Yes, let's move on to Chelsea. Let me give you hot hot Chelsea <laughs> after spending. Over 200 million or how much, how many million <laughs> do you guys spend in transfer market? You guys move from 10 uh, to 10. What do you guys really need? What do you guys um, really need? I know I, we have some hot tweets where Chelsea fans have poured out their tears. They've been in sorrows and everything. You see, all these ones are not my business. <laughs> all I know now is that I signed Gakpo in January. And he has two goals. You signed Mudrik, you signed Enzo, and they have zero. What's your thought? <laughs> what, what, what is the issue? Now, Graham Potter, after his press conference, I, I didn't watch the full press conference and I don't want to misquote him, but what I saw was yeah. him saying, It is not my fault. Ah, I can't blame hey, him. I can't blame him. I can't blame him. I can't blame him. He's not the one kicking the ball. You can't expect him to score these goals. But on the other hand, he's ah, the manager good. and he has been given, he has been given such great talent and he just, he cannot have excuses. He cannot have excuses. What are your takes, please, quickly, on this Chelsea's yeah, um, awful performance? First of all, first of all, I think, um, I, I think the team is disjointed. Um, I think, Potter himself is not helping matters because if you look at um, the likes of Klopp, the likes of um, Ateta, when their team is having a bad spell, they actually, you see them energize that team from the sidelines. Looking at Potter, he's, he's my goodness, he's just there looking. And I, and I think that affects, I'm not, I don't even want to go into the football terms and tactics. This guy has been here over six months and we have not seen any clear style. We have not seen any change in our play like for me I, i'm not I, I don't want to push the agenda of potter out but at this point ha, harry potter has just has to go because he's not working magic he's not he's not doing anything um and i think that the earlier we get rid of him um i think the better i don't think there's any turning points i know i said on the space that <laughs> that liverpool and um, chelsea has better chances of getting to the top four I think I was dreaming then. I'm I'm awake now. I'm fully awake. And the fact is, who are not doing? I don't get to the top You guys, you guys, might play conference league. Conference league is actually like it will be a big, big. It will be a, a big exposure for people <laughs> like Mudrik, um, Enzo. Um, who knows? You don't know. You don't know what's ah. You don't know. You never can tell. Never can tell. So let's move on. Let's move on to the next big thing. That is Napoli. Our boy Victor mm. Sime has been bossing that league. He has been bossing that league. And he has scored 100 goals so far. And yeah. man, like there's still there's still a lot. There's still a lot for that. There's still a lot to come. There's still a lot to come. So what are your thoughts? Because Napoli right now, this one's there. This is not a case of elephant on the tree. This one's there. <laughs> they are lonely. They are lonely at the top. They are very, lonely very the top. lonely. They are very, very lonely at the top. They need, they need friends. They need company. Uh, what are your thoughts on Napoli's performance? 
yeah, I think Napoli, they are arguably the best team, one of the best teams in Europe. You have Osimhen on 18 goals in the league, um, followed by his partner in crime, Karavish Kelia on 10 goals, followed by another of their player. Like, it's, 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 it's a lot. It's a lot. I think they are playing their best football so far in years. Of course, this will be their first title in over 20 years. And I think um, Spalletti has um, has to be given all the praise. He has unlocked this team. And let's not forget, this is a team that lost Kolibai. This is a team that lost Fabian Ruiz. This is a team that lost like four key players. And my goodness, they have they have looked so much better than last season. So yeah, it's, it's a good thing to see them bowling well. Yeah, yeah. So um, next on next on the quick quick hit session is um, a very tragic news that came out about the Ghanaian international player um, Christian Atsu that yeah. was found trapped in the um, Turkey earthquake incident. So I think we should just give a moment of of silence in respects for him. So our thoughts and prayers goes to the family of Christian Asu. So yeah. um the next the next thing we're gonna be talking about is Barcelona. Barcelona <laughs> Barcelona's <laughs> recent performance has been really, really nice. Um they just yeah. won their match 2-0 against Cadiz, Cadiz FC. And um as a Barcelona fan, I'm sure you're very, very happy. To see this, but well, Lewandowski made some some massive misses, and so he's called. <laughs> he made some some misses that we let just close our eyes and pretend as if we not see it because of the ones he's called. Yeah, it's fine, it's fine. But he also scored as well. So um, yeah, I think Barcelona they have a good shot at winning the league this season. Yeah, and it's it's their it's their title to lose. At this point in time, they're titled to lose. They have everything yeah. set in place. Unless if any unprecedented injury comes their way, I think they are good to go. So the last yeah. topic we'll be talking about on the quick hit session would be... Oh, sorry, seconds to the last. Sorry, we have one more. It would be PSG. PSG. <laughs> uh, yeah, PSG. Messi, your good. The good, as arguably. Is the good. Please... <laughs> Who is the goats? Hashtag 90 plus five podcast, please, guys. Run it up. <laughs> Who is your goats? And for clarity's sake, I, Tunji, I don't have a goat. I don't have a goat. Messi is not my goat. Ronaldo is not my goat. I stand with no goat. I enjoy football Stars because, alone. yes, I, but I never walk alone. I never walk alone. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I feel having a goat would, like, it causes you to be to watch football with a bias, with, to watch games with a bias. And I want to be free while watching games. I don't want to watch a game and be like, ah, Ronaldo is playing, ah, Messi is playing. Yeah. So moving on to the next thing would be um, P- 
PSG. Yeah, we'll see, we're, we're still on PSG. Yeah, Neymar got injured. And it seems like this is like a routine, routine injury for him. Um, sources say he gets injured some days to his sister's birthday. His sister's birthday is March 11th. <laughs> but we, we, we know, we know that it might not be true. It might just be a coincidence that has been happening yeah, throughout it's, his it's career. A, it's a big coincidence. Yeah. Yeah. That has been happening throughout <laughs> his career. And it's really, really sad. But, yeah. um, from what I heard, I think he has an ankle injury, but, from the MRI scan they did, it seems like it's uh, it's just a sprain. It's just a sprain, nothing really. Yeah, really no fracture was. No fracture, no fracture yeah, was. Yes, yeah, so he should be back within two to three weeks. Two to three weeks. Yeah. So yeah, Messi scored a massive free kick. What, what do you say about that? Ah, uh, <laughs> that's why they call it the goat. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. To be honest, to be honest, I don't think he was good throughout this game. I've just got to say there. Like he was, he was bad. He had some good moments though, but like in general, I think, let me just speak on PSG for a moment. I think this team, to be honest, I don't see them winning, winning the Champions League. That's number one. They might barely win the league on because they have a lot of talents, but for me, they're, they're not a good team at all. And I think that was shown in the performance today because how do you let off two goals like, I mean, but not Mbappe and probably Messi at the end turning up. This will have been like the nail in the coffin for me for, um, their coach. Um, and I think, and I think he's Christoph Gauti. I think he's out of his depth here. I keep, on, I, I kept on saying this thing on the, on the Twitter space and also on Twitter that these three guys can't play together. M and M, they can't play together. And I think the more Christoph Gauti tries to play them, the more the team suffers. And um, of course, I'm, I don't want to like bring the mood down. PSG fans, don't get me wrong. Like this was a good win. But hindsight, going to Bayern's game, second leg, I don't think you guys have a chance to be honest. I think um, this is the end of the road for me. <laughs> All right. You just mentioned something, PSG fans. I, I don't really PSG fans. I, I mean, I feel most PSG, most PSG fans are just Messi fans that move to PSG. But I believe there are some PSG fans out there. So if you're a PSG fan, please just, just say I'm a PSG fan and use the hashtag 90 plus 5 podcast. We would love to have you on the podcast ASAP as soon as possible. I want to, to hear your voice. So the next, the next one will be um, Munich, Bayern Munich. Yeah, so Bayern's performance was just so awful, like so, so awful because how would you be losing 3-2? Yeah, 3-2 for a whole Bayern, man, like more hmm, to Moshen Glabach. Yeah, that's, that's, that's really, really bad. I know, yes, they've, they've had some issues. They had a red card in that match in the eighth minute in the person of Opamecano. The um, their, their keeper Manlenua has been out. He, he was injured, and yeah, Mani is not in the team as of now. I know we should be expecting him by the end of this week. We should be expecting, him, but well, it's just been really, really awful for them so far. I don't know if you have any thoughts on this Bayern's match. And well, they are still top on the league, but they are currently on the same point with Dortmund, who have won their past five, their last five matches in a row. And well, they are leading on goal difference because they have a 40 goal difference and 
just one has 17. So what are your thoughts, Chibu's uh, Mekus? Yeah, um Fazi, if 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 you get if you if I mistakenly call him Chibuzo or Mekus, please pardon me because they are both his names, but I just prefer calling him Mekus. So yeah, what are your thoughts, Chibuzo? Yeah, I think um to start with, um the red card was kind of a very funny decision. I think the the contact was soft. Also, I think Bayern fans will also agree with me that that was a harsh decision. But again, um, <clears throat> I think things like this happen because they were one man down. They managed to also score two goals. So we have to take that into consideration and Muchikla back that a good team. So I, I think this is just one of those games that you just say, okay, it has happened, it has happened, just move on. But I think this doesn't affect. Yeah, it's a dent in the title race, but this doesn't affect the um, the overall the overall season. I think they can still win the league, and of course, they are still so favourites for the Champions League. All right, all right, all right. So let's move on to the hot sweet section and. Yeah, guys, we are bringing you the hottest tweets. We are bringing you the hottest tweets going around now on Twitter. So, first off, um, let's bring out... Now, this is from Fabrizio Romano saying, Aston Villa Arsenal explains why the Premier League is the best league in the world by far. What a game. Um, I think, first off, for this, let's, let's, let me even tell... <laughs> for the fact that Mr. Romano has said Premier League is the best league, I think this argument is over about which one is the which league is yeah. the best league. But well, this is just my opinion. Always feel free to drop yours using the hashtag ninety plus five podcast. Follow the conversation on Twitter. Make us all of you. I know you're a La Liga <laughs> fan too because it's I think, I think no no arguments. Yeah, EPL best league. I think the less said about this, the better because it was. I don't think there was an argument before. And I think that's that's just it. EPL yeah, is the best yeah, league yeah. in the world. And like we and like and like we said, the Arsenal Aston Villa's game was really really entertaining. Like from two two draw, we all thought it was going to end that way. Then three two. Then we were not even expecting that four two, but the four two later came. So now this is from Oyimzi. Oyimzi saying Arsenal Liverpool Man U and now Spurs all won their games, and there's a certain blue club. <laughs> <laughs> in London that can't grind a simple win gets me my bottle of Budweiser <laughs> you know this is funny this is funny because I think I, I, this has to go down somewhere in history like in the in the past 10 years I've not seen a time whereby the other team in Fulham is actually on top of Chelsea <laughs> yeah and that yeah. is Fulham <laughs> You know, Fulham and Chelsea, they are both in Fulham in London. So, this is like the first time I'm seeing Fulham on top of Chelsea. Like, it's, it's yeah. crazy, man. It's crazy. It's crazy. So, um, let's move on to the next tweet. Uh, this is from Karaga. Karaga said, I don't think there's anyone in the world that is better than Alison Becker in dealing with one-on-one. I personally, as a Liverpool fan, I think this this is in a way true. But I believe there are other keepers who might be better in dealing yeah. with one on ones. 
than Alison Becker, but he he's yeah, he's, he's one, of, one the of the best. He's one of the best. What do you feel? Yeah, he's definitely one of the best. So let's move on. Now the next is name a player. This is from ESPN FC. He said the Abidjan said rather name a player in the world performing at the higher level than Marcus Rashford right now. We would we would wait. Now, um, this is a reply, a response from ZH Man and Chelsea fans. You guys should just rest, Abek. You guys should rest. You guys should rest. Your signings are not performing, but Chelsea fans are the one bunching everybody on Twitter. Now, he said, he said, you guys are just shameless. He said, Victor Simeon and Adegmola Lukman, and I am not even trolling. He said, this is, re- this is a response to ESPN FC's tweets that said, Name a player in the world better than Rashford at this point yeah. in time. And he said Victor Simeon. Me personally, I agree for Victor Simeon. But Ademola Lukman at this point in time, I'm not really so sure. Ademola Lukman has been performing, but Osime has to be that standout person. Yeah, definitely. Me. I think I think what, what is overshadowing yeah, so, uh, Osime is the fact that I, I, don't, I feel like because he's playing in the Serie A, and some people don't usually tune in like yeah. we, on a weekly basis to watch him. And they just feel like everything yeah. going on there is like obsolete. But I think if if people take time to watch this guy, I mean, he has 18 goals. He did not get those 18 goals from from tappings. No, no, no. Quality goal. I think the goal he even scored on the weekend was, was a lovely turn. He turned the defender, a strike at the near post of the keeper. So yeah, for me, he's... If if you are saying Rashford is the most informed player, I think he has to be there alongside Rashford or definitely after him. So yeah, he's he, he really is one of the best players in Europe this season. Yeah, yeah. And moving still on the Victor Simmons matter. Now Victor Simmons reached reached hundred career goals this weekend and he reached it faster than Cristiano Ronaldo. Didier Drogba, Lionel Messi, and Zlatan Ibrahimovic. And it took Osimhen 197 games. It took Messi 210 games. It took Drogba 236 games. It took Ibrahimovic 245 games. And it took Ronaldo 301 games. Man, this is this is actually an amazing yeah. start. This is an amazing start. Doing this before some of the world best and quote-unquote, goods. But what's funny about this list is that there's somebody that we should be comparing him with that is not on this list, and that's Ellen Haaland. And Ellen Haaland, well, they said, what did they mention? They said uh, players, yeah. humans, reach hundred goods. I think Haaland is a robot. <laughs> that guy is not from this world. He's not from this world because he scored 103 goals in 100 yeah. games. That is incredible. That is outstanding. Like, he's from his own, he's from his own world. He's from his own world, doing his own things. Then mind you, um, Pele has a record for the <laughs> fastest um, 100 career goals. That's at 86, 86 yeah. games. Well, I don't know. I, I personally, I was not alive <laughs> to watch those games. I was not alive to watch those games. So I think people that were alive can, should be able to attest to that. So uh, this is from Abuja FCB, and he dropped a picture of Kobe Bryant and Kwame Brown. He said, on December 20, 2005, 
Kobe Bryant and Kwame Brown combined for 63 points. Kobe Bryant scored 62, Kwame scored one. Okay. Hmm. And now she, he replies to the message saying, in the last four years, Messi and Ronaldo have scored a combined of 24 free kicks. Messi scored 24 <laughs> of them. <laughs> this, is, this is really crazy. This is really uh, crazy. So now we, we're moving on to something that, uh, well, a lot of people have not really noticed. I don't know why. And this was, this is from Bas 2 Football. And this is Richarlison's first half against West Ham. Zero goals, zero assists, zero out of three aerial duels won, zero out of mm. one tackles won, zero out of one accurate crosses, zero out of one <laughs> successful dribbles, 13 penalty claims, and 22 corner, corner claims. I don't know what those claims are adding to the games, but it certainly isn't anything good. And this guy has, <laughs> this guy has been awful. Like he yeah. has been awful, and they signed him for sixty million pounds. I'm sure they were expecting him to at least rack up some goals, help them. Like because the, the, I'm sure the intention of signing Richardson was for okay, yes, we want to context for this EPL we want to challenge for the EPL because we all know the kind of manager yeah. Conte is he loves winning he loves contesting but like these guys Tottenham right now are just struggling to get into the top four they are not in the title race in any way or form and when analyzing Richarlison's investment the investment in Richarlison rather one might say it's kind of a wasteful one but what do you think about that? Yeah, um, I think things like this happen to players. Uh, personally, I don't feel like he's worth 16 million. But again, he has been good in the Premier League. I also don't think he's world class. Some people might make that claim. But yeah, I think before the World Cup, he was having um, on and off games. Of course, he scored the brace in his Champions League, Champions yeah. League debut. After the World Cup, and I think he was good in the World Cup, um, had the best goal in the World Cup, a lovely volley. But after the World Cup, um, yeah. like other players, I think he has been, he has experienced a drop in form. So let's just see. I don't, I think it's too early to start condemning him. I think he's, he has a, a lot to give. But again, um, let's know what you think, listeners. You can always follow the conversation on hashtag the 90 plus five podcast on Twitter. And yeah. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah. So this is the last this is the last hot tweet from today. And this is from the manager himself, Graham Potter. <laughs> he said, I know my quality. I know my quality. I know what I have okay. done in my career. <laughs> <laughs> but I also understand that when results do go your way, that you're open to criticisms. And that's fair. It's not acceptable to lose 1-0 at home here. And any criticisms I get now is now fair. I don't know what this one means. Or like, I don't know. You say, no, I just trying to tell her, I know, is, I know is myself. Is it Shakespeare? Is it trying to write I know myself. Well, but <laughs> I know, you know, we know, we all know. Yeah. I, yes, I know, we know, <laughs> but you know. <laughs> but you know. <laughs> Oh, well, this is this is this is not what Chelsea wants. Chelsea is a top class team. Chelsea is a team that there was a time they had this record of going about ten consecutive team seasons with yeah. a trophy. 
and they would love to continue that. But Potter has <laughs> other plans. Graham Potter, <laughs> I do, I do. Yeah, he has other plans. Personally, I'm I'm not really a fan of Graham Potter, even if I'm not a Chelsea fan. But like, I feel I feel Chelsea can always get a better manager to handle yeah. this job. I, I think I saw one of that tweets. The, the guy was like, "Please, Roman Abramovich, buy back the club and sack Graham Potter and sell back the club to Tripoli." <laughs> That's it. I'm not Chelsea fan in the cloud. Uh, nice big cloud. <laughs> in the cloud, I say, imagine things. Yeah. So yeah. So um. Yeah. Um. I think that concludes our whole tweet section. Thank you guys for listening. Yeah. Thank you for tuning in. Um. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you do, like to hear your thoughts, your reviews. Of course, you can always follow the conversation on the hashtag um ninety plus five podcast on Twitter and also on Insta. Um. We would love to hear from you. And before we go, I think I just want to leave you with this question. We've talked about a lot of world-class players on this episode. Um, Osimhen, Rashford, uh, Messi, and many others. But um, what actually makes a player world-class? <clears throat> what makes a player world-class? Is it the team he plays for? Is it the nation he comes for? Or is it something else? We'd love to hear from you. Um, and yeah, have a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you very much listeners for tuning into the 90 plus five podcast. Thank you very much. Mikus for co-hosting the show with me. So guys, stay safe. Enjoy the rest yeah. of the week. Job bless. Yeah. Till next time.